0: know-it-all? Do you annoy your family by shouting out the answers while watching Jeopardy? Do you drive people crazy when you start a sentence with, well, actually? Well, guess what? You can go fact yourself. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome to Go Fact Yourself, the show where we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb and then smart again. I'm Helen Hong, and now from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles, here's our moderator, Jake Keith Van Stratton.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Helen Hong. Ladies and gentlemen, today on Go Fact Yourself, two guests will compete to answer questions about facts they know, facts they might not know, and frankly, facts they should know. Plus, we'll meet actual experts on two very different topics. And finally, we'll declare one of our guests the winner of today's show.
0: Now, let's get started and meet the first of today's guests. Helen, who's up first? She created, produced, and starred in her own network sitcom and her stand up special, Lower Classies, currently streaming on Netflix. It's Christella Alonso. Cristela! Yeah. Yes. 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 yes! Yes!
1: Protest!
0: What's going on, everybody? What's up? <laughs>
1: What is up indeed? It's great to see you, Christella. Thank
0: you. It's great I to think, be here. I think your t-shirt is so delightful. It <laughs> says Tacos with Friends.
1: <laughs> yes. Is that, a, is that a new app
2: I'm not
0: aware of? <laughs> Probably. It is now.
1: It is now. Who doesn't like it Tacos is with now. Friends? Now Christella,
2: <laughs> now, Christella, you have a podcast of your very own. I do. It's called To Be Continued.
1: Okay, we'll Ooh. find out about it later. <laughs> no, what, what's that all about?
2: Basically, it's an hour conversation that I have with myself. Oh. And I, I don't have guests, you know. It's that thing where I start off this a podcast with a sketch that inspires what I'm going to talk about, mm-hmm. and it's in the styles uh, in the style of Nichols and May. So oh. my friend Steve oh. and I do it at the beginning, and then I go into whatever's bothering me that week or what have you. And throughout this podcast, I do fake commercials. I threw I throw to commercials and I f- make my own products up and stuff. And I there's love a, that. And there's a chunk in the podcast where I talk about the thing I'm into this week. So like last week, I was <laughs> I was talking about my love of pajamas. And robes, because I grew up poor, and I had no idea that, like, people had a separate wardrobe for, like, clothes to sleep in. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. I didn't have money for clothes to live in, and there's people that are like, you know what, this blanket, like, let's just wear a blanket for fun. <laughs>
1: Fifty bucks, okay. Uh, now, you actually are writing a book now.
2: Yes, I am. I'm writing a book. How uh... is that going? <laughs> <laughs> Either really well or really not well. I, I'm laughing because I was just talking about how hard it is to write a book. You got, it's so hard. It, it's so hard because I honestly, I, I, I'm judging myself so much because it seems like the book is so, it's such a permanent thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that it's your thing. your record where, of yourself. Yes, yes. And, and I, I have questions like, do I remember myself well? You know what I mean? You know, like, isn't it weird? Like, think about it. Like, you know, a relationship, right? When you break up with someone, you reminisce. And you always reminisce, like, the relationship the way that you remember. It's always beautiful and everything. But you don't really remember a lot of the weird points and everything. You romanticize a lot of it. And I'm afraid that once I'm finished with the book, I'm going to look back and I'm
0: like, who the hell lived this life? <laughs> you know I mean?
2: That's where. I'm, that's yeah, where I'm but the
0: book about. is about you. So, like, who else could go? Wait a minute, Christella? <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I would. Like, oh. I would read the book, and I'm
2: like, that didn't
0: happen. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Well, maybe if things go well, you can get back together with yourself.
2: <laughs> no, we're seeing other people. Oh, okay, nice. fair enough. Cristela Alonso, ladies Yay! and gentlemen.
0: Helen, <laughs> who will Christella be playing against tonight? He is a comedian who is a recurring panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and who currently stars on the CBS sitcom Superior Donuts. It's Maz Jobrani! Maz Jobrani, ladies and gentlemen! (laughs) Yes! (laughs)
1: <laughs> you both agree that he's here. Yes. yes. We both yes. acknowledge yes. he's yes. here. I Mas. love these people. I love, so I, positivity. I love each
3: one of you. Wait, you we love, love you. One? I love, uh, individually. I know each of you individually. Well, and you're some of my favorite Who's your favorite? Well, you know. This is awkward. That one. <laughs> okay. No, I feel don't... like we're like, uh, we represent, uh, uh, we're like the United Colors of Benetton. Right? We
2: really are. We yeah. really are. We are a college brochure up yeah. here. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: We are a college brochure. Yeah. Co- I would say community college.
4: Probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, Maz, you are on the show Superior
3: Donuts, which I is currently sure on
1: CBS. Now, you've guested on a lot of sitcoms. What's it like now to be a regular?
3: Oh, you know, uh, 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 we we uh, you, you get to... It's the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, no it, it's very, the, the the check is different. Um, okay. They pay you more. How much oh. do you
1: make exactly per episode?
3: Wow. Um, a million, no, million. a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I went right in, because what I, it's CBS, so I was like, look, you're giving the Big Bang Theory guys a million, and you should give it give it to me, too. And they were like, okay. And wow. They did. And, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm really gonna... good at negotiating. Wow. And, uh... <laughs> that was great. <laughs> they were ready to give you
1: two, and then they said, oh, we can get miles for one million. Really. Yeah. That's
2: That's, that's, a, that's, a good that's thing. how you wrong. Man, they pay brown people really
3: well right, they need us <laughs> wow
2: that's amazing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm
3: Iranian, so they consider us white, which is Oh kind that's of why that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they don't want us to come into the country, but then once we're here, we're white.
2: Oh wow. look at oh, you complicated. <laughs> wow. that's a, that is a complicated relationship. <laughs> that's a weird,
1: <laughs> weird loophole. Now we asked each of you to provide us with a few topics outside of your field of work in which you feel you have expertise. Christella, you told us that you know a lot about the golden girls. Love them. <laughs> Bat-
2: yeah. Like hardcore one. love, like Bad love, like, love, love.
1: All right. Uh, also, bad 1980s movies.
2: Love them, love them. The worse, the better. The worse, the better they are. My version of the Oscars. Wow. <laughs>
1: and 1980s radio hits.
2: Uh, Circle in the Sand, Let's Get It On.
0: Ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. She came out the gate swinging she on me. She is that. ready to
1: play. <laughs> and nobody's cocky. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm,
0: not, I'm not cocky at
2: all. I'm going to embarrass myself <laughs> so bad.
1: And Maz, you told us you know a lot about Iran.
3: That's where I'm from. Yeah.
2: I can't believe you said that out loud. But in all
3: honesty, like I don't even like I like I know as a comedian. Wh- wh- I gotta tell these people when you when you guys booked me for the show, I said sure, and then you guys said give me three topics that you're an expert in. And then it was kind of depressing because I realized I'm not an expert in anything. Wait, yeah. So I was like, what's the thing I'm most expert in? And I was, okay, Iran. Uh, but I'm not really an expert. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's real you're like, experts. You're like
0: a layperson expert? No, I'm
3: like an expert compared to Americans who yeah. don't know about Iran. You
1: could identify it on a map.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: You're ahead of about 95 percent
1: of America. Know about
3: Iran without having us to attack Iran. Like Americans learn, if we attack, then they'll be like, Oh (laughs) yeah. yeah." You're
0: like like the Doogie Howser of Iran. (laughs) Yeah,
3: you have the Doogie (laughs) Howser. Exactly. You're an
0: expert on Iran, like I am an expert on South Korea. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's kimchi. I've been there. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. (laughs) All right. You also told us you're an expert on shaving your head. Which is something I do. Uh, Okay. Wow. And
3: so I figured I'm pretty good. (laughs) It looks great. You obviously know what you're doing to some degree. I'm telling you, I'm not good at anything. And that's why I'm a comedian. And finally you said you also
1: know a lot about bad accents.
3: Which is another thing I do. I do all those. (laughs) All right. Superior donuts on (laughs) CBS. in. I I play an Iraqi guy and I just do it like this. I talk like that and uh, I, I don't know where it no, is. from. No, but I've
0: heard you also do accents on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, all and the time. they're all kind of the same accent. Yes, but like with a light. You know, slight I've done variation. I've done
3: stuff where I forgot to do like there's been takes where I like I was like oh I forgot the accent. <laughs> <laughs> or I did one time at the Acme. We used to do the Acme Theater, and I yep. was doing a character who was supposed to be Russian. And then I came out and I did what I thought was Arabic. Nobody flinched. And then then I go, oh, wait, i got to do it again. It it was supposed to be Russian. And then I did Russian. They were like, it sounds the same. I was like, all right.
1: (laughs) Well, later on, we'll ask each of you some in-depth trivia questions about one of those topics. But first, we're going to get your thoughts on something you might know nothing about. It's time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. We'll have one question for each of you, each worth up to two points. Now, if either of you gives an incorrect answer, the other person has a chance to take away some of those points. Now, your subjects today, time and punishment. Up first, Christella and time. Christella, your question to ponder is this. Both offer the promise of peace, but what is the difference between eternal and everlasting?
0: Oh.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All good right. Processing. Hold on. Hold on. My mind's okay. going into my thesaurus section. Okay. Ooh. Let's see. Everlasting and what was it? Eternal. Eternal. Yes. Well, um, one thing they have in common is that they both start with the letter E. Oh, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. If, if only
1: the, if only this round were called. What do they have in common?
2: <laughs> Actually, I think that. Um, Eternal means more of the concept of time in regards to everlasting is actually the quality of the kind of peace that you have. Everlasting, I mean, think about it. If you want, if you love like chocolate cake, mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you rather have everlasting chocolate cake rather than eternal chocolate cake? Mm. I mean, everlasting just seems more satisfying, you know? it's like. It's like, you know, everlasting chocolate cake is something that like maybe my favorite like bakery made. Mm-hmm. Eternal cake is like, okay, I guess I'll get it. It's a sheet cake for nine bucks, you know? Okay. <laughs> so I uh, So yeah. Eter-
1: eternity has a price tag on it as well, it sounds like it always
2: does. Nine Everyone dollars. in this room does. <laughs> All, right.
1: All right, we have Christella's answer. We don't know if she's correct yet. Now Maz, if you think she's wrong, you can steal the points by giving us the correct answer. Do you think she's wrong?
3: Well, I think eternity is till the end of time. Eternal means to the end of time. And everlasting means it's got to last. So I think that it's a little different from what she said. Okay, but exactly
1: how is it different? I don't quite understand from what you're saying. Well,
3: I I didn't really understand her answer. Okay. I'm just trying to make a different answer. Let me
2: do it in a bad accent.
3: Yes, (laughs) let Let me me hear it. There you go. Eternity is very different. Ah.
2: He's like I was saying about Everlasting.
1: So just to be clear, Maz, so you think that one has to, one has to do with something that's go, that's gone on for all time, and one is something that's different? Is that how you're saying? Well,
3: it? E- eternal is I think is like it's, it it indicates till the end, till the very end. We're going to go to eternity. We're okay. going to go to the end. We're eternal go, goes to the end. whereas it, everlasting. Everlasting, it will last, but it might run out it might if oh, okay. i run out oh. so eternal eternal is going to
1: make it to the end and everlasting is going to come I, up a little short
3: everlasting is kind of like this uh, this this new tax thing that they're doing where they're saying <laughs> oh, that boy, here you're going to get a cut but yeah. it's not but, but you know if you're rich it's eternal but if you're poor in 10 years it's going to go away so yeah. That's everlasting. Yes, yeah, so I've yeah, been reading right. a lot about Yeah, this. The rich so. people are clapping. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good sign.
0: <laughs> 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 all right. Well, uh, Way this... to tie that into current events, Bob. Yeah, well, yeah, very yeah, impressive. That's, I <laughs> that's good. I, I tied mine a chocolate cake, and this guy's bringing up the tax bill. <laughs> <laughs> I read the news, too, you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: well, this segment has lasted long enough. Let's uh, go to Helen Hong at the judges' table for the facts.
0: Okay, here are the facts. Eternal is something that has always existed and will always exist, while everlasting is something that will continue to exist, but it does have a beginning. So everlasting ha- has a starting point and keeps going, whereas eternal never had a starting point; it always was and always will be. Wow! Shut up. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's deep. Yeah, you don't
1: mind being wrong oh now,
0: huh? Oh. You just facted it's deep. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I love that. we go facted yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but unfortunately, both of you guys bombed out on that answer, yeah. Oh, so uh, how many points did they yeah, get? Yeah, I would say zero. Zero right. points, yes. yeah.
3: Okay. I've been, I've been getting the wrong, eternally getting the wrong answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there I you go. And, and, and there, everlastingly. No be
0: everlasting, because
1: there might have been a beginning then, when no, you started no, getting the wrong answers. No, it started, started a long time so like an, before. An everlasting gobstopper, it starts when you start gobbing, and it oh. lasts <laughs> until, the, until the end of it. Oh. Oh, okay, like we that.
2: go back to food.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. No points on that one, but let's see how Moz does with your subject. Maz, your subject today is punishment. Yes. Your question to ponder, no one wants to end up in either, but what is the difference between prison and jail?
3: Oh, well, prison is uh, more permanent. Jail is the one you go to downtown, and they keep you for a little bit when you were drunk. You seem very familiar with Yes. This. <laughs> uh, <laughs> jail is kind of, you, you, you're there, it's, it's more temporary, whereas uh, prison is, you, you know, you go to upstate prison, you're going to be in prison. That's, that's where you do the law. Lo- Prison is longer term, jail is shorter term. Jail is Barney Fife. Prison is uh, Charlie Manson. Okay. Oh. I don't know if that
1: analogy quite works, but uh, <laughs> we have Maz's answer. Now, we don't know yet if he's correct. So, Christella, if you think he's wrong, you can steal the points by giving the correct answer. Do you think Maz is wrong?
2: Uh, I, I don't, actually. I, I agree with him, uh, having gotten a DUI in my 20s. Oh. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Scary. Yeah. yeah FYI fact I was in jail. That's not not prison.
0: Okay. Wow.
2: And I'll tell you that jail is temporary because jail is actually it's kind of like a it's purgatory for people that got arrested. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So basically jail is like the holding cell where they actually decide are they gonna let you out on bail and you can go out and do Ah. like, you know, Pay your fines and stuff, or you're gonna to go to the big house—literally the big house—prison uh-huh. and do it for longer times. So the difference is, is that with jail, you have a chance of getting out, paying fines, doing probation, whereas in prison, um, corporations make
0: money off of you
2: okay. being in prison. Hey. Current events again. Wow. Yeah. She brought
0: it back around. <laughs> also,
1: she also brought I it think...
0: full circle to a message, guys. That's right. Full circle now, to now a
1: message. Now, which one of them has chocolate cake? <laughs> yeah. uh, With our... a
2: file prison.
1: All right, it's time to be set free from all of this. Helen, at the judges' table, what are the facts on jail versus prison?
0: Well, according to the U.S. Bureau of Justice Statistics, who knew, A jail has two main distinctions. It's run by a local jurisdiction, such as a city or county, and it's usually for incarceration before a trial or sentencing. On the other hand, a prison's two main distinctions are that it's run by a federal or state government, and it's typically used for incarceration after a trial when criminals have been sentenced.
1: That's right. Now, some post-trial sentences are served in jails, but typically for less than one year, and also prisons are mostly used for felons, while jails are mostly used for misdemeanants. Mm. I, think, I think that's what you were, Christella Were you a misdemeanant? I was a misdemeanant Oh, I'm sorry, a misdemeanant <laughs> uh, Alright, so Helen, what does that mean as far as our scoring goes?
0: So Maz, you did get half a point for saying that prisons are longer sentence And you did also get half a point for saying jail is shorter sentence But you didn't get any points on the uh, federal versus county or city or the jurisdiction So you get one point in total for that One point for Maz <laughs> <Woo! laughs>
1: Alright, Helen, where are we after our first round?
0: After our first round, Cristella Alonzo has zero points, and Maz Jabrani has one point. But those scores are bound to change as we move on to questions about topics
1: our guests have chosen for themselves. That's all up ahead when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. (laughs)
3: A long time coming, but John Roderick finally has a podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. (sighs) The long wait is over. (laughs) Max Fun Friends, I teamed up with these two unlikely nerds and their dumb Star Trek podcast. (laughs) And we talk about uh, war movies, not just in a laudatory and salivating way. (laughs) <laughs> but we apply critical thinking principles to uh, the multiple, multiple subtexts that are woven in every war movie. And Sylvester Stallone specifically. <laughs> it is not that. <laughs> it is not that at all.
0: So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Christella Alonzo with zero points and Maz Jobrani with one point. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen Hong. <laughs>
1: Christella Alonzo, let's get to know you and your interests a little bit better. All right. Of your many interests, you told us that you know a lot about The Golden Girls. A lot. Bad 1980s movies mm-hmm. and 1980s radio hits.
2: That's right.
1: Today, we want to talk with you about The Golden Girls. Yay! Oh. Oh. I was rooting for that one.
2: Okay. You, you seem
1: a little relieved and also a little tense. How do you feel about this topic? Uh, you so.
2: know... Uh I get people that send me links to Golden Girl Facts all day long on social media. Because, and, and the thing is is that I already know every time they send wow. me something Okay. Well then... So I'm feeling pressure because I don't want to let them down because <gasps> they know that I am a golden, golden girl.
4: Oh, wow. double golden.
2: Yes. All
1: right, well, before we get to the trivia part, let's, uh, let's explore your interest. What do you like so much about the Golden Girls?
2: You know, to me, uh, I loved the Golden Girls as a little girl. I was actually sent to the principal twice, uh, in third and fifth grade, for singing the theme song, I was so in love with that.
3: How does that go? Why How is, is that is against it? the rules? I can't
2: sing it. It's copywritten.
3: Can you hum it? No, they're not gonna get sued. <laughs> are, we, are we gonna get sued? <laughs> we might. No, Let's find out. We can always edit it Let's out. Try it. Give Thank us a you
2: for being oh, a friend. Yeah. Oh. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. If we're gonna get sued, we might go yeah. well through the bridge. And if you threw a party, mm. inviting everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, "Thank you for being uh, a friend."
0: I am super impressed. I'm
1: sorry. Do we even need to bother with the warning points tonight? I mean, I think Priscilla has won already.
2: I feel like, well, yes, we do, because four times in a row, you guys keep reminding people they have zero points. So Oh, okay.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Do you have any favorite episodes or moments from the Golden Grove?
2: Absolutely. Um, Let's see. I'd like to say that uh, it's weird. It's weird. I like the episode where Rose uh, tried to get uh, Gorbachev's attention about nuclear weapons just because it was so funny that Rosen Island was invited to
0: Russia. Uh, and it's kind of timely these days. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
2: I actually like the pilot episode because there's a, a, a cook, a chef named Coco that we never saw again. Aww. And I always oh, he wondered got what fired. happened. Yeah, he but did get actually,
1: his own Pixar movie.
2: You know what I like? I, <laughs>
3: uh, sorry. I'm so sorry. 40 years later.
2: Better late than never. And there's actually, there's a couple flashback episodes that I like because they flash back to, uh, to episodes that never existed.
1: Oh.
4: So
2: that is interesting. That's a fun fact. They reference episodes we never saw in the flashback episodes. So they're like, you remember that time? No, we didn't. Ooh. We never saw <laughs> it. Is there,
1: is there one of the Golden Girls that uh, you identify with the most?
2: Uh, Sophia. Why actually, I, I, because she reminds me of my mom, and people are saying that I'm becoming my mom, and I'm very judgmental, and I have a story for everything, and I actually quote, like I give you a location of where the story is, like it's gonna help. Like, who played it, Sophia? Which
0: one was Sophia? Estelle Getty.
1: That is correct. One okay. point, Helen. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's great I feel like I just want to toss these questions out like, we're, already, no. we're already done
1: these might not be a challenge but we'll see well now just ahead we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in the Golden Girls to test your mastery in this subject with our expert level question that is worth up to three points but before that to show that this is something you truly love and you're not just kidding around here are five trivia questions about the Golden Girls each worth one point now if you want it you're allowed a total of two hints among these five questions Maz, listen closely because if Christella answers incorrectly and you know the correct answer, you can steal and make Christella (laughs) feel horrible. Maz,
0: are you not a fan of the Golden Girls?
1: The song and all that. (laughs) All
0: right.
3: Is it thank you for being a friend?
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the option is available whether you take advantage of it or not. Here we go with our first question about the Golden Girls for Christella Alonzo. Christella, number one Dorothy often threatened to send her mother Sophia back to the retirement home that had burned down. What was the name of the retirement home?
0: Shady Pines. Helen. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Easy peasy. I,
1: I feel like we've insulted you with that question, and I apologize. You guys,
2: like, like, not. I'm not even kidding. My Wi-Fi network is called Shady Pines Retirement Home. Like, Wi-Fi network and Shady
1: Pines network. Let's see if this works. And what's the password? <laughs> Here is question number two. Question number two. On what network did the Golden Girls originally run?
2: NBC. on Saturday nights, eight o'clock. Wow. Helen? <laughs> so correct. That is
1: correct. And that's funny, I, if, if we didn't ask you the network question, I was going to ask you the time slot or the date, and you got them all, so well done. Absolutely. Number three. In the series finale, one of the main characters gets married and moves to Georgia. Which one?
2: Dorothy. She marries Blanche's uncle. Helen?
0: That is correct. That is
1: correct. <laughs> wow. Blanche's uncle, played by Leslie Nielsen.
0: Absolutely. All right. You
3: are powering through these. So just go, here's number four. I think your, your expert is pee- peeing in their pants right now. <laughs> like, like school doing those everything? I
2: don't know. The expert might be Betty White. <laughs> Let's, see.
3: Let's not get our hopes up. Uh,
1: number four. All four principal actors won Emmy Awards during the run of the show, but only one of them did not win for acting in a leading role. Which one?
2: Oh, that's a hard one. I I'm am going to say... I'm going to say Estelle Getty.
0: Ellen? That is correct. That is correct.
2: Four yes. for four. The spirit of Estelle yeah. is running through right. me.
1: She won she actually won for supporting the same year that B. Arthur won for lead.
2: Oh, that's unfair.
0: <laughs> oh. It kind of is unfair. All it of our un- fun facts you are fun or unfair. It's four,
2: it's the four Why? of them. Can you imagine it's, like it's a non Imagine like sex in the city.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Right. And so you want to you take imagine? her Emmy away? You want...
2: No. They should have. They, it's so weird that. They, how do you pick that she's going to be the supporting act? No, yeah. You know, I like kind of I don't know. Like, but we, 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 you know, she's fine. She, she's, she's,
1: she's. fine. She's doing well now. You're, yeah, you're, we don't have to worry.
2: She's, 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 she's eternally resting. Nice. <laughs> With,
1: cake. With cake. All right. Here, uh, here's your chance to go five for five. Rose often told tales of her beloved hometown back in Saint Olaf. Many times she mentions festivals and holiday celebrations there. Which one of the following was not a real St. Olaf event? The crowning of the Princess Pig, the festival of the dancing sturgeons, the earmuff parade, or the day of the wheat?
2: The earmuff one. Helen? That
0: is correct. That is correct. Five for five, (laughs) Crisella Alonso.
2: This is my way of saying that I'm lonely. <laughs> someone be my friend, someone date me. <laughs>
4: someone.
3: Uh
1: fun fact, there actually is an earmuff parade in real life in Farmington, Maine. Oh. Is that unfair as well? Is that somehow not acceptable?
2: I like it.
1: All right. Now, you have done very, very well, but here is your expert-level question that requires multiple answers. It's time for your cluster fact. Uh This question is so high-level, we'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. You may know this right away. You may need to think on it. The correct answer is worth up to three points. Here we go successful sitcoms often spawn spinoffs, and Golden Girls was no exception it was, however, a rare case where a spinoff spawned its own spinoff for up to three points what were the two spinoffs from the Golden Girls and what was the spinoff from one of those spinoffs?
2: the spinoffs led into, uh, if you can count it Golden Palace and Empty Nest and Empty Nest spawned nurses alright,
1: we're going to take a note of those answers Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) but we have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure (laughs) Helen, who do we have?
0: Here with us tonight, we have the author of the New York Times best-selling book, (laughs) Golden Girls Forever, an unauthorized look behind the lanai, Jim Colucci! Jim Colucci, ladies and gentlemen!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jim, we have your book here, Golden Girls Forever. What prompted you to write this book?
4: Um, Obsession. Okay. Uh, I was already writing about television for TV Guide and a bunch of uh, magazines, and I had always wanted to write a book about television because... As a kid, in those olden days before the internet, I would consume rabidly books about television, but they'd always have errors in them, and it would always seem like they were kind of done on the cheap. And so I thought, if I ever get to do a book about TV, I really want to do the obsessive fan thing where it feels like you crawl through the screen and get to look around the living room. And I couldn't believe no one had done a book on the Golden Girls. It was perfect. And were you surprised that it became such a success? the show or no, the no, book no no the book the book <laughs> um,
1: you know I, mean, the, I, I would have thought like a book about a tv show is going to have a you know a very dedicated niche audience but to be a new york times bestseller well thank you you know
4: it, it's true that books about tv shows often kind of get thrown in that back section of barnes and noble and they don't get a lot of fanfare but uh, the gold it's the power of the golden girls i knew that there is such a, a really voracious community out there <laughs> and it's interesting because even publishers didn't seem to know that when i was first making the rounds with oh, the book they were and i had to tell you. them they, they kind of would. I, I would find that publishers they had a little bit of a snobbery about television. They weren't kind of up on, on what was going on kind of in pop culture and so I just knew it was going to be a huge audience and, and uh, I haven't been let down. <laughs> what did you learn about the show that you didn't know already when you wrote the book? There were some backstories in the show that I probably didn't know. I mean, uh, Christella, you knew about Coco, the the cook and the pilot. And I always wondered whether he had been let go out of possibly the homophobia of the 80s. Because it was the era where AIDS had everyone running scared and, and networks didn't want to have gay characters. What I I learned is that that actually is not true, that the network had commissioned the show with a gay character. They had had requested him. Wow. But what happened, and the reason why Estelle Getty was a, a, a supporting character technically and not a lead, is that both she and Coco were supposed to be supporting characters and not be on a regular basis. And when they filmed the pilot, Estelle, as the actor who played Coco says, she kind of sandbagged him in that she was so good... And, I mean, they knew from rehearsals how good she would be, but the audience went so wild when she spoke, and the show ran so long, that producers, in looking at what they had, said, well, it's obvious what we need to do here. The cook doesn't work. Estelle does.
0: Wow. So to give her more screen time.
4: So that they could service four characters well, rather than five shabbily. Uh, And then the last thing I wanted to ask you, Jim, before
1: we get to uh, the the topic at hand is, why does Golden Girls seem to appeal to so many gay men?
4: that's a complicated answer because there's so many things why it appeals to everybody but I mean there's superficial things like uh, gay men love kind of bitchy banter and so they certainly Mm. have that and I mean, who doesn't love somebody who looks fabulous at any hour of the day or night? If you look at the girls when they get up at 2 in the morning to have cheesecake, they're in full hair and makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they apparently sleep on their pillows just with their heads barely touching it. They don't smudge. So, I mean, there's a fantasy. There's the fantasy that you will continue to live with friends and that you'll have dates that are plentiful well into your old age. And you'll be... So, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy. But I think that the main thing that is a little more deep is that Gay people, especially in in previous generations when they were less accepted, felt that they had to create a surrogate family out of their friends. That their biological families might not be there for them, but if you choose wisely, you can have a great family. And that's what the girls did. I mean, two of them were biologically related, but they really acted like a family.
0: Oh,
1: that's like, I'm tearing up (laughs) a little bit.
5: I love that answer.
1: Thank you for being my friend in pain. (laughs) All right, let's get to the reason that we brought you uh, here tonight. Uh, You heard the question that we asked Christella. Just as a reminder, we asked Christella what were the two spinoffs that the Golden Girls spawned and what was the spinoff from that spinoff. Helen, let's remind everyone of the answers that Christella
0: gave us. Christella said the two spinoffs of the Golden Girls were Golden Palace and Empty Nest. And Empty Nest then spun off Nurses. Was she correct?
4: She was correct. Wow.
0: That's right. A perfect score for Christella. Of course, she was.
4: She does not need me. She knows her stuff. <laughs> she really does. Very impressive. It's
2: very cool to meet you, though, because I know the book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: why, why do you think the Golden Palace wasn't uh, wasn't a success after the Golden Girls was? Dorothy
2: was missing. <laughs>
4: Jim? Yes, it's so true. I mean, the, the, uh, Betty White likened it to a three-legged coffee table. Yeah. It was just <laughs> yeah. you, you couldn't do it with one, any one of them missing.
2: You're missing. A, you're missing part of the magic. <laughs> you know, like well, we're certainly my... not
4: missing it here tonight. Jim, where can yeah. people find out more about your work? Uh, you can find uh, Golden Girls Forever on Amazon.com, Barnes, your local Barnes and & Noble, and of course, your local neighborhood bookstore.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, I love that. Jim Calucci, ladies and
4: gentlemen. All right.
1: All right, Helen, let's get a recap of our scores.
0: At the end of that round, Christella had an amazing round, got eight points. Maz Gibrani has one point with a round of questions coming up.
1: That's right. We're going to talk yes. with Maz saved. about a topic he knows about. Right. Plus, later, Christella and Maz will go head-to-head in our Fast Facts round to find a winner on Go Fact Yourself. We'll see you right after that.
5: <laughs> Podcast.
0: The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Cristela Alonzo with eight points and Maz Gibrani with one point. Here again, JK Keith Van Straten.
1: Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Maz, you've got some catching up to do, but I think you can do it in this round. Now, of your in many interests, you told us that you know a lot about Iran— Shaving Your Head and Bad Accents. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk with you about Bad Accents! Yes! Woo! Woo! Now, I thought you might have been kidding, but this really is a legitimate interest of yours.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just like doing them, but I mean, I'm not like her. Like, she really knows, uh, you know, everything about the Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. I just know that I do bad accents sometimes. <laughs> what, what's your favorite bad accent to do? Um, I mean, I kind of have a generic Arabic one that I just go into, you know. Um, I, Russian is always fun. You know, you, you know, you talk like, it's just, you slow it down. You <laughs> know, Now I feel like I'm on the spot. You know, I like to talk with bad accent. you know, sometime. Jay Keith, I don't know much about Golden Girl, but I do know about gold. Gold is good on you. Very good. All right. Now I'm starting was... to sound like Christopher Walken. A little bit, a little bit. Who is Russian. Yeah. Russian walking. Walk-in. And I put it all together, and there you
1: have bad accent. Sometimes you hide pocket watch, sometimes pocket watch hide you. <laughs> uh, no, no, are you, are you an aficionado of bad accents in the movies? I others?
3: used to think that I did good accents, and I realized I just do accents. And it's like, I think since I was a kid, I started doing plays when I was 12, and we were in... Um, we were doing improv one time, in one of these, one of our acting classes, and I just did some character uh, named Habib, and I was like, "Hello, I'm Habib," and I and, and the teacher liked it, and then I was like, "Oh, this is fun to do," <laughs> so I just kept doing accents, and I thought they were good, and then I would like hear them, and I was like, "They're not really good. I mean, they're okay. <laughs> they're not bad. I'm probably better than a, a lot of other people, yeah. but but I, actually, for this event, t- for this show tonight, I googled bad accents, and I <laughs> saw some names of people like I guess uh, um. Dick Van, is it Dick Van Dyke who was in, uh, um, what was it? Uh, um, uh, What was the? um... Well, you're not going to say anything. What's that the, might the, the, be one uh, of our upcoming questions.
0: Mary Poppins. Mary
3: Poppins, yeah. I guess he did a bad one. In, yeah. Is, is that one of the questions? Maybe. Uh, Possibly. Uh, bad Cockney, I guess. Uh-huh. That's what they said. Anyway, so I, I'm learning now about bad accents of other people, but I know about my own bad accents. Do you
0: enjoy watching other people do bad accents? No,
3: because when I saw uh, Cameron Diaz in Gangs of New York, it kept taking me out. It was weird <laughs> because you had, That's where you, if you want to see, that's where you had Daniel Day-Lewis... Just deep, like he supposedly went and learned the accent from 1905 New York. I don't know how you find that. I don't know if you go find a dude who's it's like 112 on years old who talks like that. I don't yeah. know how he got it, but he, he supposedly got it and he's deep and you're looking like, oh my God. And then here comes Cameron Diaz and you're like, wait a minute, her accent is gone. And so different scenes, she would have it, and then it would be gone, then it would come in and then it would go away. And I, it was horrible. So I'm not a fan of that. No, all right.
1: Well, now, uh, just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in bad accents to test your mastery in this subject with our expert-level question worth up to three points. But before that, to show this is something that you truly are not kidding around about, here are five trivia questions about bad accents, each worth one point. Now, if you want it, you're allowed a total of two hints among those five questions. Some would point out that Christella didn't need any hints, but I would never do that.
3: Can I have her hints? You can have my hints. Okay, Okay. four (laughs) hints. (laughs)
1: All right, now, Christella, do listen closely, because if Moz answers incorrectly and you know the correct answer, you can steal, make Moz feel less secure than he does right now. <laughs> Christella, by the way, how much do you know about bad accents?
2: Uh, not at all.
1: Okay, well, then Maz has a is a good chance to This is going to be fun. <laughs> all right, Moz, here's your first question. I have a feeling you might get this one. In 2017, Dick Van Dyke apologized... <laughs> For what he called his, quote, atrocious Cockney accent in what 1964 Disney film?
3: Mary Poppins.
1: Helen, is that right? That is correct. That is correct. One point. Uh, Here's a fun fact. In Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, he abandoned his attempt at a British accent, even though his character's father and children are British. (laughs) He learned his lesson. Uh, All right, one for one, Maz. Here's question number two. One of the worst accents in movie history is also one of the most racist performances in movie history. Yet the movie is otherwise a classic. Which movie featured Mickey Rooney as the lead character's allegedly Japanese neighbor, Mr. Yunioshi?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I actually rented this. I, I realized I hadn't watched it. This was years ago, and I was like, I've got to watch this. And then uh, Mickey Rooney came out to the Japanese guy going, like, ho And I was like, can you do that like how did he get away how did he get away with that it was uh, apparently you could then
0: but you can't now
3: yeah breakfast at Tiffany's right
0: yes painfully that is correct
3: that is correct (laughs) I think I remember that film that was, yeah, it's really, it's like, it's, it's so cr- bad. It's, pretty cringeworthy. it's like, so yeah. bad. It's so bad.
0: Because they also, like, he also has buck teeth and the googly I was glasses. Say it was over the top. Yeah. And they
3: were, you know, the Japanese were the bad guys back then, I guess. So maybe, or like, re, you know, a little bit around there, right? So it's just, it was weird.
0: I mean, in the 60s, the war was long over. Well, no, was it 60s of breakfast? Yeah. Okay,
3: okay. So, but I guess they get away with it. It's just its just—it's—it's it's mind-blowing. Anyway, so yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was
0: just a good. racist time, guys. Yeah. yeah, it was a racist time. Thank, Thank God, God like we're today. not now. Not, like now. Like, yeah. not now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Not
2: now.
1: All done. Yeah. We're gonna get along.
0: No, 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 no.
2: Racism was everlasting. <laughs> <laughs> and eternal.
1: Yeah. All right, here we go. Number three, Maz. Now, just because your lead actor has a bad accent doesn't mean your movie won't be a hit. The second highest grossing movie of 1991 featured an American actor using this so-called English accent. Listen to this clip. I for one would rather die
5: than spend my life in hiding. The sheriff calls us outlaws, but I say we are free, and one free man defending his home is more powerful than ten hired soldiers.
1: Maz, what was that movie?
3: Was that, that, guy,
1: that was supposed to be a British accent? That yeah. was supposed to be a British accent. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, you
3: can ask for a hint if you would like. Oh, oh, give me a hint. Helen, what is our hint for
1: Maz?
0: The actor is Kevin Costner.
3: Oh, this was... Um, uh, 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 hold on, I don't know. This. That was Ke- Kevin Costner doing British? Yeah. That's the, the Western thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Silverado? Was it Silverado? No. Um, we do need an answer. Oh, man. Silverado, and then there was It was the Kevin one.
0: Costner playing a British guy... <laughs> In a movie
3: from 1991, 1991 movie, Kevin Costner playing British. It wasn't uh, uh, Bull Durham because that wouldn't be it. Uh, it's going to take a lot
1: longer if you tell us all the movies it wasn't. So
3: it would be nice if we got the movie that it was. Um, was it the uh, uh, the wo- wolves? Something wolves? The, it, w- cri- the is wolves? that your answer? Yes. Is it something wolves, Helen?
2: No, it is not. I'm sorry, that's
1: incorrect. That means Cristela
2: has a chance to steal Christella Do you have an answer? Is it Robin Hood? Full title? Uh, Robin Robin Hood, uh, is it Prince of Thieves? Helen. That is correct. That is correct.
1: Costello gets the steal. Uh, Here now is question number four. Now, American accents, Maz, are no piece of cake for non-American actors. Listen to this legendary British actor's attempt at an American accent in a 1999 film.
3: Homer, if you expect people to be responsible for their children, you have to give them the right to decide whether or not to have children. Wouldn't you
1: agree? All right, tell us, who is that legendary British actor?
3: Uh, can I have a hint? Mm-hmm. Helen, let's have a hint for Maz.
0: The movie is Cider House Rules.
3: Oh, that would be uh, uh, Michael Caine. Helen? Michael Caine.
0: That is correct. That is correct. The yeah. point
3: for Maz.
0: I
2: had no idea what that line was.
3: I couldn't understand what he said. No. Not yeah, a... <laughs> yeah, but I, I do a bad Michael Caine. That's how bad Michael Caine. That's Michael Caine. <laughs> All right, here's question
1: number five. Nicholas Cage doing an accent is, of course, a great idea. <laughs> Listen to this clip from Con Air.
0: I said, put the bunny back in the box. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box?
1: Cage there plays Cameron Poe, whose accent is supposed to be from what southern
3: state? Oh, I think I, I kind of perused this today and I didn't pay attention. Uh is it Tennessee? Helen, is it Tennessee? It
0: is not Tennessee. It is
1: not Tennessee. Christella with a chance to steal. I have no clue. Georgia. Helen, is it Georgia? It
0: is not Georgia. Not
1: Georgia. No, no. The correct answer is Alabama. Oh, Alabama. oh.
2: Doug Jones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cannot escape yeah, politics. Right. Uh, yes, Alabama is the state that he's from, and that's where the flight in Conair is scheduled to arrive. But uh, you did pretty good in that round, though. But now here's your expert level question that requires multiple answers. It's time for your cluster fact. We'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. The correct answer is worth up to three points. Here we go. According to the Irish news site, The Daily Edge, these are the top three worst Irish accents ever to be in the movies. We'll play a short clip of each performance for up to three points. Name the actors who committed the offenses. Now, I will tell you that all these actors have been nominated for Oscars. And in fact, one of them won the Oscar for the role that you'll hear. All right, here we go. Here now is the third worst ever Irish accent.
0: Why can't
2: you say it, Shannon? Why can't you say you like my hat? Why can't you say you like my suit?
0: I've earned this. I've...
3: what did she say why can't you see what who
1: knows (laughs) all I heard was I'll make a boat and get away
3: why can't you see uh
1: Cameron Diaz (laughs) alright we will note that answer of Cameron Diaz now here here is the second worst Irish accent
5: wanna get Capone here's how you get him he pulls a
4: knife you pull a gun he sends one of yours to the hospital you send one of his to the morgue that's
3: how get. Come on, oh, come on, Maz. Sean Connery. Helen, yeah. let's note that as Sean Connery. The
1: audience seems to agree. Yeah. Uh, or they like pirates. I can't yeah. tell. And finally, here is, according to the Daily Edge, the worst Irish accent ever committed to film.
0: They couldn't
3: defeat us by force of arms, but now I swear they're trying to defeat us by force of verbiage. The English language was never meant to be spoken like that. How in God's name did these people
5: ever get to run an empire?
3: God, I'm. I don't know Cameron Diaz <laughs> Helen let's note his answer Of Cameron Diaz
1: <laughs> Alright well we have an expert on hand Who can tell us for sure Helen who do we have with us tonight
0: Here with us tonight is a voice actor And dialect coach Known as the woman of a thousand voices It's Eliza Jane Schneider <laughs> Eliza Jane Schneider <laughs>
1: Hello, Eliza Jane. Welcome to the show. Why, hello. Thank you. How long have you been a dialect coach, and how did you get into that line of work?
5: I've been uh, studying dialects. You know, my father was a, was a... My father met my mother at Northwestern University School Speech, and they were both actors. Yeah. Wow. So, no, they did dialects around the house as, as a form of expression. Like, to me, I've had boyfriends say, talk in your normal voice, you know, and I've been like, but, but this is just another level.
0: Wow. wow. You must be really
5: fun at parties. <laughs> or in bed when the polygamous mayor oh, comes in. All out. right. Do you, have,
1: do you have a favorite dialect?
5: I do. I do. Would you like to hear it? Nope. Also, <laughs> no.
1: Yes, what is your favorite dialect, please? Well, my
5: favorite is Plantation Southern because it's dying out, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So I met a woman who tried to feed me grits and show me Jesus, which is a really helpful way to uh, get people to talk to you in the American South. You tell them you're Jewish, and they try to (laughs) save your soul. It's convenient. Um, But she said, is that an ambulance you're driving? I, (laughs) I think that's just wonderful. Wow. Jessica
3: Tandy, yeah, driving Miss <laughs> Daisy right here yeah.
2: I feel like I'm not allowed to vote it's <laughs> weird Yeah, it's weird, how did that happen? <laughs> alright,
1: now let's get to the reason that we brought you here tonight uh, you heard the questions that we asked Maz let's review those again uh, here are the performances that we asked Maz to identify this was, according to the Irish Times the third worst Irish accent
0: why can't you say it, Shannon? Why can't you say you like my hat? Why can't you say you like my suit? I've earned this. I've I've done well.
1: Helen, please remind everyone what Maz said that actor was.
0: Maz said that was Cameron Diaz.
1: (laughs) And Eliza, is that correct?
5: That was most definitely Tom Cruise.
0: It was Tom
1: Cruise. No, I'm sorry. That was from Far and Away. That was Tom Cruise? That was Tom Cruise.
3: (laughs) What? I thought that was a woman.
1: I think we know that you thought that. Yes. What, what yes. movie was that? That was uh, far, far and, and away. away. Far and Away. And Far and Away, one of the worst Irish accents ever committed far, to the uh, screen.
0: Far and Away. Yeah. Yes. He did get very. He did get very high pitched. He got
5: very high pitched. Yeah. So but he was very emotional. In what was, scene he he was working with his he wife. Would, he so, wanted you know, someone whatever. to compliment
3: his hat what was the line I can't even understand why can't what the you, line is
5: why can't, why can't you say you like my hat why can't you say you like my hat I can't even do it like no, it. Then he
1: goes,
3: okay. why can't you say you
5: like
3: my hat why can't you say you like my hat <laughs> Christella you do
1: you like want to give you your, like your version as well so. see I like, no, I don't okay, do that sounds like Why can't you say you like my hat? <laughs> all right uh, you missed that one but let's see how you did in the next one let's remind everyone allegedly what is the second worst Irish accent ever on screen
5: <laughs> want to get Capone here's how you get him he pulls a knife
4: you pull a gun he sends one of yours to the hospital, and you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get the bomb.
1: And Helen, remind everyone, please, of Maz's answer.
5: Maz said that was Sean Connery. Eliza? Who is doing an excellent impression of himself.
1: Because it is Sean Connery. <laughs> Good job, Maz. You got a point on that one.
5: In
0: The Untouchables.
1: That's right. Which he, for which he won the Oscar.
0: I thought he was trying to do
1: Chicago. But he was trying to do Irish. I mean, there are a lot of Irish people in Chicago.
3: Right? Yeah. Couldn't he have just played Scottish dude in Chicago? (laughs) Now you're being ridiculous, Maz. All
1: right, and finally, let's go to what has been called the worst Irish accent ever committed to screen.
3: They couldn't defeat us by force of arms, but now I swear they're trying to defeat us by force of verbiage. The English language was never meant to be spoken like that. How in God's name did these people ever get to run an empire?
1: And Helen, let's remind everyone of Massa's answer.
0: Ma said that was also Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yes. She's so
1: versatile. Eliza Jane, was that Cameron Diaz? Nope. Oh, who was it? That was Julia Roberts. That was Julia Roberts from Michael Collins.
5: Yeah. And, but to her credit, she caught maybe 75% of the phonemes. Julia had to work on her own dialect to speak, you know, with this general American, a sort of ephemeral general American that doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. You know, she was working hard, and the only thing she missed are things that a lot of people miss, which are the ow phonemes, which are different. That's how you can tell what part of Ireland someone is from, because they all pronounce ow differently. Interesting.
3: She had to work on her own accent? What's what's her real accent?
5: Southern. American Southern.
3: Ah. Yeah.
5: Now, uh, but
1: in a way, couldn't someone, as much as we make fun of these bad accents— can you kind of justify any accent? Like, couldn't you say, like, well, she, was, you know, Sean Connery oh, was yeah. Scottish, who spent time in Ireland oh, and then yeah. went to Chicago.
5: Clearly, um, Kevin Costner, uh, in his own personal work as an actor, <laughs> had determined that Robin Hood was into astral projection and time travel. <laughs> so that's where those southern yes, and, uh, and, and, 1920s, and did some dock work, apparently.
0: Yes. I, I feel like I mean, that Kevin Costner accent in Robin Hood was worse than any of the ones we just heard. I mean, that was just...
5: It was powerful. Affably
0: it bad. was. Oh, no, is
1: Irish a particularly difficult accent to do?
5: Well, it's because Irish has so many different accents. Mm-hmm. You know, which Irish are you trying to do? C- can you give us
1: an example of a couple of different ones?
5: Well, like, for example, the sentence, Sergeant Murphy prayed to the Virgin. In southern- southwestern Ireland, like in Galway or Sneem or Killarney, would be Sergeant Murphy prayed to the Virgin. And we would think that, as Americans, that sounds Scottish because of the tapped R's. Whereas in Dublin, and, you know, where the Sean O'Casey plays came from and where we're all used to, that's the Hollywood stereotypical southern accent, it would be Sergent Morphy to the Virgin. So it's completely different. Mm. Um, wow. The phonemes are all different. So, so it really depends what part of And it also, of course, depends on your social class. You know, whereas, like, in Belfast, uh, an IRA killer dude would say something like, you know, we oh, use petrol balls and, you know, like, he'd have all those glottal stops. Oh, wow. Whereas, like, a professor would say something like, um, me cat died, and I, you know, he'd have a totally different kind of, I got a stroke, cause me cat died, and I loved me cat.
3: This is like her golden girls.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Eliza Jane Schneider. people want to find out more about your work, or if they want to work with you, where can they find you?
5: Well, let's see um, Okay, so if you want to study dialects Dialectmasterclass.com Not that I only teach one But I guess I, that's the URL I got Dialectmasterclass.com I teach online And then uh, there's a, a project called The Woman of a Thousand Voices on Indiegogo Which is in demand And uh, yeah, it's As are
1: you, and... thanks so much for joining us hey, Eliza yeah. Jane Schneider Helen, <laughs> let's get a recap of our scores
0: at the end of that round, Priscilla Alonso has nine points and Maz Gibrani has five points. But this
1: is still anybody's game with our final Fast Facts round coming up. We're going to crown a winner when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. And now, a word from our sponsor. Say, Helen, how do you write 96 in Roman numerals? That's easy, Jay Keith. It's XCVI.
0: XCVI? Yes, XCVI. Well, how did you know that so quickly? Because XCVI is the name of our sponsor. It is? You really should know these things. Anyway, yes, XCVI is a clothing brand that specializes in comfortable and chic clothes that are certified fair trade. Well, that sounds expensive. It is. What? J. Keith, XCVI's clothes are high quality, not the disposable crap you get at other places, and that doesn't come cheap. But I like cheap. <laughs> well, then you'll like saving 10% by going to XCVI.com and using code HELEN at checkout. Offer valid through February 28, 2018. What's that coupon code? HELEN! And what's your name? HELEN! What a coincidence. I'm a coupon code, guys.
1: <laughs> XCVI.
0: Fashion you can live in. Thank you, XCVI. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Cristela Alonso with nine points and Maz Gibrani with five points. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton.
1: Thank you, everybody. And now it is time for our final round we call Fast Facts. I'll read ten statements, and each contestant will answer with true or false. I'll start with Christella and alternate between each guest. We'll keep the discussion to a minimum. Each correct answer is worth one point. And again, the answer to each statement is true or false. Are you ready?
2: True. Oh, that again.
1: (laughs) Here we go. Christella, the United States has a land border with only two countries.
2: Oh, true. True.
0: Correct.
1: That's right, Mexico and Canada. Maz, pencil lead contains real lead. False. Correct. That's right, it's graphite. Christella, Spider-Man is owned by Archie Comics.
0: (laughs) That motorcycle has a lot to say about it. True. That is incorrect.
1: No, it's owned by Marvel, Disney, and a little bit of Sony. Maz, Volkswagen made a car model called The Thing. False. False.
0: Incorrect.
1: No, that is true. It debuted in the US in 1973 and went away in 1974. Christella, Volkswagen made a car model called the California Tramper.
0: False. Incorrect. No, that is
1: true. It's been around since 2004. <laughs> also, my nickname. Uh, Maz, Bambi is female. <laughs> true.
0: No, that is not correct.
1: No, what? Bambi's a boy.
0: You just blew up my
1: world. <laughs> Christella, Crayola Crayons is owned by Hallmark.
0: False. (laughs) Incorrect!
1: (laughs) That's right. They have been owned by Hallmark since 1984. Maz, a perfect game in bowling leads to a score of 500. False. Correct. That's right. It's 300. Christella, Robert Redford was chairman of the Provo Canyon Sewer Service District in Utah.
0: Yes. True. Correct.
1: That's right. He was sworn in in 1977. And finally, Maz, cats can get herpes. (laughs) True Correct Yes, that's why I don't kiss cats on the lips Alright, let's give a nice hand to Cristela Alonzo and Maz Jobrani While Helen adds up the score Alright, Helen, do we have a winner for today's show?
0: We do Maz Jobrani has 8 points And Cristella Alonzo has 11 points Our winner, our fasting champion is Cristela Alonzo
1: Congratulations, Cristela What will you do with your championship?
2: Uh, go watch The Golden Girls.
1: <laughs> of course you will.
4: <laughs> As uh, a winner.
1: <laughs> all right, we want to give everyone a chance to promote any upcoming products, appearances, or services. Master Brony,
3: what do you have going on? Um, I will be studying uh, bad accents. Uh, <laughs> I'll be watching, uh, I'm going to be watching uh, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Not the one that, with the bad accent, but the one that the funny one. Um, and then Monday nights, 9 o'clock, uh, you can watch me on Superior Donuts. Very good, Mr. Monster ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Christella Alonzo.
2: Um, I am actually, uh, I have a podcast called To Be Continued that you can check out. I am writing a book that will be uh, released by Simon & Schuster in 2018. And I am actually uh, working on my, new, uh, my next tour. So you can go to my website, ChristellaAlonzo.com, and check out, uh, check out where I'll be. I'll be all over the country. So come and, and, uh, come and, and hang out f- with me for a bit. Fair enough, Casella Yay! Anzo.
0: Your co-host has been Ms. Helen Hong. Yay! I will be performing at the Montreal Comedy Nest on February 8th through the 10th, and you can find other performance dates at HelenHong.com.
1: Ms. Helen Hong. And me, you can find me on uh, all social media at jkeith. I want to give a special plug to our composer who wrote uh, and performed our theme song and all the incidental music. We neglected to give him a credit in our first couple episodes. So uh, thank you again to Mr. Jonathan Green. That just leaves me to thank Christella Alonzo, Maz Jobrani, Jim Colucci, Eliza Jane Schneider, Helen Hong. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at GoFactorPod and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton. Good night!
0: Like what you hear? Come see us live. It's free. Go to GoFactorPod.com for our schedule and tickets. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts like B. Hammocks 33 did. He, she, or they said, The show is clever and funny while still treating you to great trivia tidbits. Thanks, B. Hammocks 33. Go Fact Yourself is a panel quiz program devised by Jim Newman and Jake Keith Van Straten and comes to you via transcription from Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles. Questions on Go Fact Yourself were compiled by the Trivia Industrial Complex. It is produced in collaboration with Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun's senior producer is Laura Swisher. The show is edited by Christian Duenas. David McKeever is our live sound engineer. Special thanks to Daniel McKenzie, Bob Roback, Suzanne Gutierrez, Mark Johnson, Cody Lawrence, and Stella Chow. Go Fact Yourself's theme song and incidental music were written and performed by Jonathan Green. I've been Helen Hogg.